0: Build me up or break me down. This is what I want to talk about today. The idea of the two sides of your metabolism, catabolism and anabolism. The idea of doing exercise that builds something or repairs something or do an exercise that creates energy. Right, let's get into it. Now, we start talking about this in the last episode, that dichotomy between catabolism, the idea of digestion. Um, breaking down proteins and fats to create ATP, ATP synthase, whether that's from glycolysis, uh, glyconeogenesis, the electron transfer chain, you get the idea. we're just trying to create ATP molecules that will make a muscle fiber twitch. Now, this is in contrast to anabolism, which is you're probably more likely to know through the word of anabolic from the idea of anabolic steroids, but you kind of get the idea that what we're trying to do with anabolism is to build. And the way that the body builds is to repair something. So we make little tears, little fractures in our body that we then build back stronger. So it's healing and building stronger muscles. And the two things are of vital importance but they don't play nicely together. We get what is known in coaching as the interference effect. And that is that, in fact, you've probably experienced this. This is if you go out on a long, long bike ride and then you go into the gym and you try and perform your best deadlift, squats, whatever, you can't. And at the same time, as if you've been for a really heavy strength session, you can't ride your bike Properly, And therefore, you don't get performance gains in either one, but they're both vitally important. So today's podcast is really going to go, well, how do I balance this? How do I make sure I'm still doing my anabolic work and my catabolic work, but we're not getting that interference effect that diminishes the effort that we're putting in to both and actually creates performance gains in both as we go. Now, as cyclists, you must be by now familiar that strength training is of critical importance. Like every magazine, YouTuber, podcaster, scientific journal is going strength training, strength training, strength training is super important. And that's a narrative that has definitely become stronger and stronger and stronger through the last few years. And I'm not going to add to that. I'm just going to go. Yes, I totally agree. Strength training is super important. The older you get, the more important your strength training is. Now, the problem with that is that as cyclists, where do we go? <laughs> like, how? you know, it's all very well saying do it, but how, when, like, and that's what we're trying to do down here at Mapdeck is we've obviously got a gym. we've got some expert coaches attached to a bike studio you know we've this is a place where cyclists come out what we have here is essentially like a football club for cyclists the fact that you can go you can hang out you can go and play a game of football you can also use the football gym you can also use the football clubhouse that's what we've got here we've got coaches that are both cycling coaches and strength coaches and will repair your bikes essentially as well um, I think there should be more places like us. And I think that's going to continue to grow. I don't think we are unique anymore. There's definitely more and more uh, facilities like us popping up around. And I'm so excited about that. And that just gives cyclists this opportunity to train properly. Because before now, you know, where would you go for your strength training? You might go to the ledger center and do like a body pump class. You might go... And get shown around how to use some of the machines by a PT. You might even have a personal trainer who might even have some experience of cycling, which would be fantastic. Or uh, you have the option of going to CrossFit, and those two things definitely <laughs> they don't play well together. You know, if you go to British Cycling or a pro team, and or if you watch the YouTube and Instagram of your favourite cycling athletes, they are in the gym. They are lifting heavy, they are lifting with great form and great technique with a coach by their side, but that's a service that isn't available to most amateur athletes. Even if you get a cycling coach, and we've talked about this before, that cycling coach generally speaking has no idea about strength training. They don't know about sets and reps, they don't know how to teach a deadlift so that you don't injure yourself. You know, they know it's important, they know you should do it, but actually prescribing it and guiding you through it is well out of the remit of most cycling coaches so you kind of left a little bit to your own now i want to cover this a bit today but um let's just go back to the the idea of how we might fit this idea of anabolic and catabolic into a training program and then hopefully you can go to a personal trainer to your gym with a whole lot more knowledge about what it is you're actually trying to achieve and hopefully that'll at least get you on the right path. Now, anabolic, this is where we have estrogen, testosterone, insulin, all those growth hormones start to get fired and we're talking strength training and I want to make sure that's clear in your mind as to what strength training actually looked like because if you on youtube and you're watching joe wicks or something or you're looking at your, your local crossfit box and it's like strength training it's like these big moves where they're throwing heavy barbells above your head and like dramatically throwing them on the floor and um that's not strength training <laughs> like, that, that is highly glycolytic general body preparedness training it's a totally different thing if you want to see what strength training is go onto youtube look for nino scherter emily batty You know, those sort of athletes who are documenting their training diary. And it's fascinating because they're there with a coach by their side with bloody heavy stuff, lifting it with really cool technique. That's strength training. Like, look at what British cycling do, that sort of stuff. So be clear in your mind. That is what strength training looks like, feels like. It's heavy, short reps, and it's intense. The idea is is that you should lift it heavy enough over a very very small amount of repetitions and a relatively small amount of sets of those repetitions so that you trigger an adaptation in your body that says build back stronger whether that's bone density whether that's strength you know it's going to come back and go I want more force production I want stronger bones that's what we're trying to trying to do so that intense effort in part of a cycling program needs to go under the intense side of your cycling training. This is where we've been talking about that polarized idea between 20% high intensity, 80% low intensity. Strength training should be in that 20%. And it's not as well as, it's instead of. And that means that, yeah, if you're doing six to 10 hours and you're doing some of your intensity on the turbo trainer, get off a turbo trainer, get in front of a barbell and start lifting, which means that for the off season, when many of us are on a turbo trainer, that probably means that you're spending more time in front of a barbell than you are on a turbo trainer on Zwift or whatever. I'm gonna help you break down what that training year might look like in a second. But for now, just get your head around the paradox that is if you don't do it, then you are just gonna go backwards. You know, as you get older, as you mature, you will lose your fast twitch muscles. Um, Muscle fibers, that's just fact. It's like scientific evidence out there. It's just gonna happen. And the only chance you have of maintaining some decent amount of power is to build your force production through strength training. If you don't use it, (laughs) you lose it. It's as simple as that. So it is a losing battle. We are fighting a losing battle as we get older. But so the older we get, the more vital this anabolic side of our training becomes. Now, let's just have a look at what a intensity actually means before we get into the, uh, the breakdown of it. The intensity is strength and barbell power. Um, And this can actually be done with the kettlebells when we start to lower our weight and start to do powerful movements. And again, I'm not talking like CrossFit carrying sandbags and stuff. I'm talking like really good, clean, solid movements, things like kettlebell swings, kettlebell snatches, kettlebell cleans. You know, when we're under a lot of tension in our upper body, just like we would do on a bike, and then we make an explosive movement that combines force times velocity to create power. And then our power training on the bike on these turbo trainer normally is those five seconds sprints right up to about three minutes worth of VO2 max training when we are pushing hard on the pedals over our threshold, our FTP. Um, and that's part of that big power acquisition. Or maybe in certain types of riders, it could be five minutes, 20 minutes, which is much more around our threshold that's intensity training the volume part of our training then the catabolic training if you like is the remaining 80% where we're doing rides under our aerobic capacity easy 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 exercise long slow endurance zone two call it what you want so we've got the idea of building up or breaking down (laughs) you know and that's all that is that we're trying to do okay now For the second part of this podcast, let's try and think about what a training year might look like and a training week might look like. Now, I think I want to break this down into four sections. I'm just going to think about a six hour week at the moment. So six hours is like the classic time crunch cyclist. What the minimum amount of training really to be called uh, an athlete, I guess. Um, More than that, fantastic. 6 hours is definitely uh someone that's fit and doing pretty well for themselves but definitely got other life commitments and stuff. So you can scale this up if you're doing 10, 15 hours a week, 20 hours a week, great. You can generally scale up the idea, but just is just to use 6 hours to illustrate a point really. Now, I like to think um in terms of build phases and sort of sustained phases um, rather than using the traditional language. So, normally you would have like um, base phase, build phase, peak phase, which is great if you are an athlete that's got multiple races of a similar type throughout the season and you're trying to periodize your training. For most people, I would say there is normally definitely a base training phase, um, there's definitely a build phase. But then there's a, just a, what I'd call like a doing <laughs> phase. And that is through the, normally through the summer when you've just got lots of things going on. It might be a race one week, a ride with your mates, a club run, an event, a sportive, you know, just lots of stuff, just enjoying the summer season of being fit. And if you, even if you are on an athlete trying to periodize your fitness for a specific event, generally speaking, it's just a case of fatigue management uh, rather than going through the the anabolic gains. The anabolic gains should have been made by now. Now we're just talking about keeping the body fit, healthy and on form and fresh for actual eventing. Now, so with that in mind, let's think about our off-season first of all. Now, for most of us, we start thinking about the following year about November, depending on whether you're a cyclocross ratio, but just imagine for now, November is when we start thinking about it. That's when you're probably thinking, I'm going to get the turbo trainer out again, or I'm going to start heading down to the gym again. The nights start drawing in and things get a bit colder. So November, December, January, off-season, this is the time where we can start really thinking about our strength training. And we don't need to worry too much about any sort of performance on the bike. This is just build, 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 build. This is, most people call it base, but this is where we're building the foundations. The base, if you like, is that foundation. And the foundation of all sport is strength. And I just want to reiterate that, the foundation of all sport is strength. Now, if you don't believe me, just think for a second, if you want to hit a tennis ball harder, you need to be stronger, you need to produce more force. If you want to swim faster, you need to pull through the water with more force. Almost every one every single sport requires a human being to exert a force on an object to be better at it so and if you want to be better at a force, you need to need to be better at a sport. you need to produce more force. It's as simple as that. So this base phase is about building your anabolic training. That's your foundations right there. So this is about 90 minutes worth of strength work in a six hour week and about 10 minutes worth, 10 minutes worth of high intensity cycling. That is literally on the turbo trainer for about 40 minutes, nearly all at super, super easy intensity with just a few sprint intervals just to keep those legs turning and that that high power stuff going. But majority of your training is actually in front of a barbell lifting heavy and building force production which means about 260 minutes of that is a really really easy activity and at this time of the year it really doesn't matter what that activity is it could be walking it could be very very easy riding you know gravel biking or whatever. Um, could just be going for a jog dog walking all that sort of stuff all counts just need to elevate your heart rate to the point where it's roughly around that zone two level and brisk walking at that time of year when the roads are icy you know the weathers can be really really changeable just chill you don't need to be doing the cycling hours at that point you need to be doing hours of elevated heart rate not just sitting on the sofa excuse me but they can be anything (laughs) that's all fine now when we come out of this phase I like to call it the specificity phase this is now when we go okay I've got a good strong body able to produce in force my catabolic system has been producing energy now I need to think about what it is I want to do with that and specificity becomes more important now this is when we go are you going to be doing short crit races are you going to be doing long sportives and we can now start changing our training to try and suit that this is where we start reducing the amount of strength training that we're doing um, knowing that we've already built it up to a pretty good level through those last three to four months and we can start building power force times velocity. take that force production add some velocity to it so our strength training becomes more dynamic and this isn't necessarily with a barbell it can be if you've got really really good technique more than likely it's going to be done with a kettlebell and on the turbo trainer so that's when we start going kettlebell swings kettlebell snatches kettlebell cleans kettlebell get-ups when we actually start to add some really explosive movements into our muscles to generate some speed and on the turbo trainer we spend a bit more time doing intervals relevant to either to the sport that we're trying to train for or our limitation in terms of our performance. We've talked about that in a previous episode. And that still gives us around 240 minutes worth of catabolic riding. That's got to be outside, really, on a bike or on something like Zwift doing base training, not Zwift racing, base training. Remember, we're still doing intervals and power training right now. So that's specificity phase so after that I like to think about it being our peak phase this is the time when we're trying to just perform in our sport now this is where we can start doing things like more sweet spot type work to keep the fitness going when we generally speaking do very very small amounts of anabolic work and we're mostly concerned about catabolic and the energy production and this phase is really all about fatigue management so What we're trying to do is make sure that we're periodizing almost week by week uh, that um, scaling up of catabolic exercise, but at the same time keeping our fatigue under control so that we're always feeling fresh and ready to go for the event that we're trying to be fresh for. And through this phase, I think you can really mix it up. You can do lots and lots of different things, ride a variety of different terrain, a variety of different distances, a variety of different speeds, keep your body guessing, All you have to do is monitor the amount of fatigue that you're building up and you should be golden. Now, the next part of this is the (laughs) post-season. Now, this is the bit where we almost go, oh, I've had enough. This is it. But actually, this is important, but you can still enjoy it because this is a time when we do skill acquisition. This is where we can start thinking, let's get my body ready for that base phase base phase isn't about getting it ready Your body should be ready by then so this is the time if you need to lose a little bit of weight this is the time to lose a bit of weight with a calorie deficit not when you're training when you're training you need fuel if you've got some weight to lose this is the time to take on a calorie deficit uh, this is a time when you can get in front of a barbell with nothing else to think about other than really good technique we don't have to worry about how heavy it is We just need to be worried about when the time comes for it to be heavy. Have you got the technique required to do it? And that takes a long time. Like you just can't walk up to a heavy barbell and start lifting it. You'd need to develop that technique. It is like a chain of muscle movements that have to fire in exactly the right order for you to really perform. And if you're not performing, then you're not really getting the anabolic gains. So this is the time for skill acquisition, especially with things like kettlebells. And you'll be surprised if you learn kettlebells. Right? Look at the guys from the Strong First. If you learn kettlebells, you can pull a heavy weight off the floor, you know, with a lot of force and velocity, you know, with the right technique. And that's just going to transfer onto the bike when you put that power down onto the pedals. This is the time for conditioning. This is the time for doing your yoga, your Pilates, your core strength your recovery work, getting those massages in. This is the time when your body just needs to be ready and walking and skill acquisition and all the more intellectual sides of an athlete's program can be done in this post-season time. And you can enjoy it. You know, this is the time where you can just chill. Let's go and learn something new. Let's try something new. Let's go and get bike fits done. All that sort of stuff. That's when to do that wow big podcast uh i think i'm going to stop it there (laughs) and next time i want to be talking about the concept of strength power speed in that order and how we can start further structuring and what type of actual exercises we need to do each part of that strength power speed equation okay until the next time thanks for listening